everybody, and welcome to Two Beer Looters. Yeah. <laughs> Start over. No, leave it. Okay, there we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Bearded Losers. It is our Christmas spectacular. Rachel's over there giggling because I fucked up the intro. But um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll cut to cut to the chase. I am Eric from Hey Internet. Eric here. And as always, I'm here with the Bumble to my Yukon Cornelius, my buddy Frenzy. <laughs> and like I said, this is our Christmas uh, spectacular. <laughs> Are you stuck to your scarf? Yeah. What the? <laughs> I don't wear scarves. <laughs> All right. This is definitely going to be one of those nights, and I'm the one that's drinking. Um, tonight's I'm drinking episode. Coffee. Yeah. Tonight's episode is. Something I know Frenzy, at least, has been looking forward to because he's basically Mr. Christmas here. Um, this is kind of going to be like our Halloween episode, only less extravagant. What we're going to do, at least what Frenzy had me, and like I said, Rachel's over there. She's she's in this uh, episode as well because she is a fan of Christmas movies as well. Um, we were told to write down a list of 10 Christmas movies that either we love or just try to watch during the Christmas season, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. And we did that. We got our lists, and we're going to read them off one by one and try to have an entertaining <laughs> discussion, as only we can here on Two Bearded Losers plus Rachel. <laughs> well, I've got a curveball to throw you. I'm sure and... you will. In preparing for this episode, which is the final episode of this mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. So it's a big deal. It's number 20. Um, I said I didn't want to do it like Halloween. I just didn't want to spend two hours listing movies. Right. So we can just have more of an organic discussion. So I think I might have taken that advice too literally. And I'll just tell you, I didn't, I didn't make a list. I couldn't do it. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's well, not it's, laziness. I literally yeah. can't make a Christmas list. Mm -hmm. So I just want to talk with you guys what you guys picked. I'll throw some out there, but I cannot. And I'm a list guy. Yeah. I do my 10 favorite movies every year. I cannot do a Christmas list of 10 of, of because it's too big. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds stupid. No, also, no. I also wanted to say one thing I told you off air. I want to say this on the air as an incentive to push myself. This year, I've started um, researching and I'm writing a coffee table book, a guide to all Christmas movies. Yeah, this oh, is, that's awesome. Yeah, this is exciting. So that's another reason I didn't make a list because I already have one and it's like a, it's a notebook, you know, thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna break down like what, tech, what, what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie, and like a guide to all the different versions of Christmas Carol and all the ones I like and the ones that people hate, and it's gonna be really awesome. But if I don't say it publicly, then it'll never happen. So, all right. And so hopefully, I will contribute to a lot of the ones people hate because, <laughs> as Frenzy knows, and even as Rachel knows, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the quote-unquote traditional. Christmas movie, A, because I haven't seen a lot of them, and B, because they don't really interest me. So hopefully I can contribute to your coffee table book uh, idea-wise there. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Definitely. I don't, 
I don't know how we're going to do this. I guess since Frenzy said he didn't have a list and Rachel's the guest, we'll just have Rachel read one and then we'll talk about it and then I'll read one and then Frenzy, you can join in however you feel the need, I guess. And I feel like you guys, because you're married, are going to have a lot in common. No. Oh, no. 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 Okay. Well, that's even better. <laughs> I told I told I told Rachel that with my list, there's probably there's a chance that there's two that are on my list that might be on her list, and there's a chance out of these ten, there's three that she might enjoy. The rest she probably hates or has no interest in seeing. So, wow. And, that's and a we're still married. That's, that's really awesome. Because I, I guess. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf um, in my old age and be more positive about things because I've always been kind of a hater. But with Christmas movies, I don't have that um, like mean streak in me. So uh, there's only a handful, less than a handful of Christmas movies I just don't like. Yeah. So I don't have a big list or anything. And there's also there's also a big difference of not liking a movie and hating a movie too. Oh right, definitely. Um, a Christmas movie. Oh well, I've already told you there is one Christmas movie that I hate. I don't know if we're gonna bring that up though, because <laughs> well, it's very yeah. it's very controversial. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll start with Rachel. Rachel, you oh, can boy. read. You can read them in whatever order. You're making the guest go first. Doesn't do it very often. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but no, you can, and you don't have to read them in order. You can okay. read them however. I mean, my list isn't in order. Other than my number one pick, my list isn't in order of what I like. Okay. So read it however you want to. Um, I will start with White Christmas. White Christmas. Okay. Yeah. And why? Why I just. I love movies from that era. I like singing and dancing, and it's got a nice story, and there's love stories in it, and there's comedy in it. Anything, it's fun. Like, anything specific that you can think of? Like, like just one scene? Um, yeah, so Dean Crosby and Danny Kaye are trying to um, help out the girls in one scene because their landlord is after them because he thought they burned a spoiler. Burned a yeah. Don't worry about spoilers yeah, on the show. Burned a hole in their foot. Um. So after they're performing, the cop comes to the bar, the restaurant where they're at, and Danny Kay and um, Bing Crosby are trying to be nice to help them out and get them a head start out of there. Mm-hmm. So they end up dressing up. In the costumes that the girls were wearing. I was gonna say, don't they dress up as women? And and duplicate the song that they just did, and you can tell they're just having a great time doing it. By the end of the that whole series, right there, mm-hmm. um, they're both laughing. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the comedy, and then of course they both fall in love with each girl. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's. See. I I know that is one of your favorite Christmas movies. If it's not your favorite one, number one. I've watched it with her from beginning to end once. And then I've caught it, you know, bits and pieces. I do think Danny Kaye is really, really funny. 
I liked him as the dentist in that Bill Co- that Cosby oh, Show yeah. episode. So <laughs> I do like um, his comedic timing. Like, was it there? He's got that that thing where anytime he wants Bing Crosby to do him a favor, he points to like his injured elbow that Bing Crosby caused or something. Oh well, how it goes is it starts off when they're in the war uh-huh. and they're performing, and all of a sudden, like people start shooting at him and bombs are going and. Danny Kay ends up saving being being Crosby because the wall is getting ready to fall down. Okay. And when he does that, he hurts his arm. Okay. And so now every time since then, he always rubs his arm if he wants to get something. Okay. Remember that part. <laughs> the only other part I remember, other than like the transvestite part, which is kind of fun. Um, I remember that, uh, Danny Kay and Bing Crosby were talking about somebody dating somebody. And what was the character's name? Oh, the, the, oh yeah. freckle face paint. Freckle face. Let's say it again. Freckle face Haynes, the dog face boy. Okay, freckle faced Haynes, the dog face boy. <laughs> and it's a funny joke, okay? I don't know the context of the joke, but I remember it being very funny. But what got me is they show a picture of freckle face, and it's a picture <laughs> of alfalfa. From the yeah. Little Rascals, <laughs> and I had never know I had no idea that that was going to happen. So I'm laughing my ass off. And the best part of that whole scene and joke is that's the only time you see Alfalfa in this entire like two and a half three hour movie is that one picture. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, so I remember enjoying White Christmas, watching it, but I remember it being also very very long and didn't keep my interest the whole time. So I don't regret watching it once, but. I wouldn't be against watching it again, like if I could like get up and leave the room and like go do stuff during it too. So, but I I I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. I assume that would be someone's number one mm-hmm. on the list. Yeah. Is that was that your number one, Rachel? That's probably my ultimate favorite Christmas movie. Um, yeah. The rest of them are kind of just ones that I like. <laughs> well. Um, I was going to ask you, did you like Hol- um, Holiday Inn? I actually haven't seen that one. Okay, it's the same movie, oh. but but with uh, uh, with Fred Astaire instead of Danny Kaye. Oh, okay. So, it's basically, um, White Christmas, is it's almost just a, a remake, but I, I kind of like Holiday Inn a little bit more. Yeah. Because it's like... Um, like so out of nowhere um and the the song is that's where it first appeared before it became this like a you know christmas staple and i love fred astaire but you know the thing is it's a trade-off it's either you like really incredible dancing or someone you know this gay guy is really funny (laughs) (laughs) so that's the that's the trade-off but i like both of them obviously I'll just go ahead and get my number one out of the way, and I'm sure you both know which one I'm going to pick. It's every year, the one I have to watch every year, it's Black Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Not the original. It's Gremlins. Um, perfect mixture of everything for me. Perfect mixture of horror, comedy. There's some nostalgia. I love the practical effects. I love the look of Gizmo, the look of the Gremlins. Um, I love the look of Phoebe Cates. <laughs> um, but Jeez. there's a lot of 
there's a lot of like memorable characters. Like Mrs. Deagle is one of the most perfect Christmas villains. You know, she's like you know the female Ebenezer Scrooge, only like the what do you say turned up to eleven, I think. Because um, she actually wants to murder a dog. Well, um, she dies. Yeah. She doesn't you know, like to Dick... become a good person. Right. Um, Dick Miller. Anything with Dick Miller always gets bonus points for me. Um, and it's Joe Dante. You know, Frenzy knows my my love for anything Joe Dante. Um, but yeah, it's just a perfect mixture of of a Christmas movie. Which I still, sw- I swear it's a Christmas movie. I'll fight people. Like, Die Hard, everyone says it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Other people say this isn't a Christmas movie. Gizmo is a Christmas present. It is Christmas time. The gremlins uh, jump out of a Christmas tree. There's a scene where they eat a Santa Claus. It's Christmas. It's a Christmas movie, whether they want to admit it or not. But it's been one of my favorite movies growing up. It's still one of my favorite movies as an adult. Uh, I introduced it to our daughter uh, last year. She loved it, and she loved it so much that she made me put in Gremlins 2 the very next day, which she did enjoy a lot more because it's more goofy and stupid. Yeah. But I don't know what I can say about Gremlins that people haven't said, you know, a hundred million times before. Um, Rachel? It's fun. There you go. (laughs) It's it's fun. I want to know who's saying it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, there's actually, a, I don't know if it's, like it's, it's people just trolling for the sake of trolling, but there are a lot of people who say that it's not a Christmas movie because because it doesn't take place on Christmas. No, that's not that's not a prerequisite for a Christmas movie. It doesn't have to take place on Christmas. Right. It's, it's as long, I mean, we could get really technical about it, but mm-hmm. it's during Christmas. He Gizmo's a gift, like you said, and it's a direct satire of it's a wonderful life and a few other movies like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if Bedford falls, um, you know, uh, this, this, this event struck it. Yeah. Um, like natural disaster of, so it's just obviously a Christmas movie. Yeah. And I love this death. There's, yeah. There's really nothing I can, that I can say that I, no one hasn't said, I mean, likable characters. And then the, the animatronics, I think, still hold up today. Other than you know the one scene of the the CGI gremlins all getting together and going down like that one street. After yeah, they... but that's stop motion. Yeah, that that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple other people complain about that too. You know, like it's all it's awesome. It's 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 of its time. Yeah, I, well, I I'm not saying it's it's something I would complain about, but that's like my only fault, and that's just nitpicking. I absolutely love the movie, even though, <laughs> uh, after repeated viewings, Phoebe Cates is uh, oh I hate Christmas, suicide, dead dad in the fireplace stick gets a little old, but Phoebe Cates is allowed to say it because it's Phoebe Cates, you know. I'm really glad they gave her that scene though. Yeah. Steven Spielberg wanted to cut it. Uh, yeah. And then I'm this isn't, you know, a Christmas movie, but I'm glad in Gremlins 2 that they, they recreated with Abraham Lincoln for, for Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. And it makes it seem like she was molested by some bum. But it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So you know, I, would say... uh, I wanted to say something about Gremlins 2. Sure. I found some some person I follow on Twitter. I reposted the scene from Gremlins 2, the VHS copy had a, a John Wayne scene in it with the Gremlins. 
Yeah, I sent that to you once before. Oh, yeah, well, um, Mm -hmm. I looked a little more into it. Mm -hmm. The novelization of Gremlins 2, they do the same thing. Like, the Gremlins Um, take over the writing, and the the text literally turns into madness. Yeah, it's the, the, that whole chapter is written by the brain Gremlin, and they say that the (laughs) author is tied up to a chair in the background. Wow, the attention to detail is insane. Yep. That'll never happen again. Okay, what, number two. Let's go with Elf. Ew. Yeah. You said Elf? Elf, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you don't like Elf, Eric? I hate that movie. Oh, my like God. I, well, well, we'll get into it. Rachel, why don't you say why you enjoy it, though? I just, it's, again, it's a fun comedy for Christmas, and it's goofy. It makes me laugh. And who doesn't like to laugh? <laughs> well... Elf is a classic. No. I know. See, my problem is, when Rachel says, who doesn't like to laugh, everyone loves to laugh. Problem is, Will Ferrell doesn't make me laugh. Oh, you hate Will Ferrell. I do. I hate Will... No, no, let me... let me. I hate Will Ferrell when he's the main character, when he's the lead. If he's <laughs> not, say, like, Old School or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, he's fine. And here's the thing. I like the concept of Elf. I love fish out of water movies like Demolition Man, you know, in the comedy. I love yeah. those type of movies. It's just Will Ferrell's too retarded in it. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. I mean, he, he, well, sure. He's he, supposed to be, though. He, yeah. well, well, no, there's, there's childlike and then there's retarded. He, well, he's both. He's both. Yeah. He's a childlike person raised by elves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and no, don't get me wrong. There are some gags that are pretty funny. It is funny seeing gigantic Will Ferrell sitting in the lap of little elf uh, Bob Newhart. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a funny gag. I um, like when he's trying to go up the escalator. <laughs> I do like when he's fighting uh, Faison Love, who is like he's, he's the black guy who's the manager of like the toy so- store. I like Faison Love's performance because I'm a big, I'm a Faison Love fan, um, but it just. I think it's the Will Ferrell factor for me. I just, I don't like him. I mean, I do like when Peter Dinklage kicks the shit out of him. And I do like James Conn being the asshole, which James Conn can do naturally. But, um, yeah, I tried to give it another shot last year when we watched it, and I couldn't do it. This one, I absolutely disagree with you. <laughs> Like we're on polar opposite ends of the spectrum with this one. I, I, and I understand someone who might not like Will Ferrell or mm-hmm. for for whatever reason. That makes sense because you know it's to each his own when it comes to comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I, I'm sorry, but he's been in like five of the funniest movies ever made. Like, um, yeah. I, I, to me, they yeah, they're that funny. To me, they're that funny. I okay. think Step Brothers is like the funniest movie uh, I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and it gets funnier every time I watch it. Yeah. But you don't like Will Ferrell. Right. Um, with Elf, I still don't understand. Because I don't like have a favorite moment. It's a it's a, almost a perfect movie. I love the entire thing. The only problem I've ever had with Elf was that the second the not the second half, but the last quarter like the finale kind of depends too much on it becomes too serious 
with trying to get Santa's sleigh to fly. Oh, it, it, go, it goes from yeah. it goes from being a really like kind of bizarre children's wacky comedy to being super serious. And I know um, Christmas movies, especially children's ones, have that element where it's going to get serious mm-hmm. for a moment. But it's still, uh, as an adult, I kind of cringe when they start singing the the Merry Christmas song at the end. Yeah. But I, you know, I still give it a pass because the rest of it's fucking amazing like mm-hmm. i i love everything that's in the elf world at the north pole and mm-hmm. when he comes to manhattan i can't i'm sorry i, I just know. fucking love it i i i fall in love with his childlike spirit and i know if you if you can't look past the fact that it's will ferrell mm-hmm. if that was someone else if it wasn't will ferrell but doing the same thing do would you still hate it it depends on who it was, but probably not. It's so it's mostly Will Ferrell and not like the attitude that he has. Well, I don't like I said, I just don't like how he's too dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said there's fish out of water and then there's 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 childlike innocent and then there's there's dumb. And but I just like he's a, he's basically an alien though. He's not even a person. Like if you just think about like what he's been through. It's not like he's just man, this he's he's unrealistically stupid. He lives at the fucking North Pole. He talks to, like, unicorn whales and yeah. snowman. Oh, it doesn't matter, though. Like, Rachel loves it. It's on her mm-hmm. list. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yep. I 100% agree. Elf is a classic. It's a good one. I go more than a good one. You know? I just had a hot dog. That was a good one. <laughs> Elf is like as close as you can get to a classic, especially for the modern modern era. Mm-hmm. Like, what other Christmas movie is that good? That's come out recently. I don't know. I don't know. Don't say Fred Claus or whatever. <laughs> oh, just last year. Um, I can't think of the title. The Kurt Russell Santa Claus movie. I really like that one. The Christmas, Christmas Chronicles. Chronicles. Yeah. Love it. I really like that. That's not on my list, but that one was really, really good. And I'm excited because I just read the other day, part two is coming out next year. Yeah, I just found out because I went to put it on for my nephew. Mm-hmm. And on Netflix, they have a fucking thumbnail for it. Yep. It's right next to Christmas Chronicles. They have a thumbnail for part two. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. No, that's that's... Not only is that a great movie, that's one of the best, it's the best interpretation of Santa Claus since Tim Allen's Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Like, Kurt Russell kills it. Mm-hmm. What, did, did Rachel see that one? You watched that one, didn't you? Which one? The one with Kurt Russell? Uh, Remember, that's the, uh, one where, that's the one where he says, I don't ho, 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 that's just a old wives' tale or something like that, and he ends up getting arrested and he, with the kids because... The cops oh, think he's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, we thought that was good. Yeah. I wish I they would have done. Kids, you were talking about fish out of water. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have had more of that kind of stuff though in the movie. That's it's always the problem with fish out of water things. I want more fish out of water. I just want one hundred percent fish out of water. But you can't do that because you have to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And you know he's trying to get his sleigh back and get back to the North Pole or whatever. But when he's just walking around the city. Mm-hmm. And he's actually he knows everyone who's been good and bad, and he goes in that restaurant. Yeah, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I 
yeah. So, yeah, good one. What's well, your... that wasn't on my list, but uh, that was one you said for a recent movie. Um, the next one on my list, I'll, you know, they're not in order. I'll just say, since you guys were talking about how, you know, sweet and family-friendly and all that stuff Elf was, I'm going to go the opposite. Oh, no. I'm going to say Black Christmas 2006, the remake. <laughs> I had a... I should have known. <sighs> I absolutely love this movie because it's first off i it's just every now and then if you're a horror fan i mean there's different types of horrors you got the friday the 13th nightmare on elm street those type of slashers you got supernatural you got this you got that but every now and then you need to watch a a movie that makes you feel dirty watching it and that's what black christmas 2006 is (laughs) between you know the whole incest angle with how agnes is born um the just like the the gore isn't just gory it's like wet and disgusting gore especially like with the close-ups of the mouth where he's eating the eyeballs and like the flesh cookies and i love how he he kills his mom and makes her body into christmas cookies um i'm never bored with this movie i have a lot of fun with this movie i love a lot of the creative liberties i guess they say they you would say with this remake um just making billy the basically the yellow bastard from sin city because yeah why not what's that about he looked cool so i don't care i give it a pass um it's a lot of fun i mean the girls other than being nice to look at they're nothing special i mean they're basically all the same person uh but I have a lot of fun. I this is I've watched this probably at least five or six times since buying it on uh, DVD. It's another one that I try to watch every Christmas because I like the fact that it's it's Christmas time. You're supposed to watch these nice family films, and then this is the complete opposite. Even for a horror movie, it's one of those wet, disgusting horror movies. So that's another reason why I like it. I like how it was also like the backstory. How you know it's the remake of the Bob Cart Clark classic which i recently watched and didn't like at all um but i like how bob clark was an executive producer he was on set and he was involved with this and like gave it his blessings and and then i also like how it was released on christmas day and it was another one of those christmas horror movies that was protested by all the christians and the mothers and all this and that so just basically everything involved in this movie is just a lot of fun for me. Yeah. There you go. Rachel says. <laughs> yeah, I've I've only seen it one time, in the you theater. Yeah, you got to give it another shot. I I know. It, I I already told you I didn't have a problem with it. I liked it, and it's it's this thing that. But you, you, the problem is when you're. I know it's a remake, but comparing it, that's all people do anyway. Though I mean, obviously, you're gonna pair compare it to the original. Remake is such a like a broad term, anyway. Like when yes. you, it's like it's this is the complete opposite of the original film. And right, I, what you have to do is, in my opinion, if you're going to remake a movie, give some nods to the original, but you still got to make it your own. Yeah, and they give their nods. You know, you have the uh, the phone calls, but unlike the original, where there was a phone call every fifteen minutes and they were you know annoying. There's maybe three in the remake, and they focus more on like the gore and Billy and Agnes. 
Well, that's... I like how we actually have Billy and Agnes, two killers instead of just the one. But that's what I'm getting at here. The things that you like more about the remake, it's the original is is a minimalist kind of thing made 40 mm-hmm. years ago, and the time mm-hmm. doesn't excuse that. But it's 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 comparing apples and oranges. It's right. like yes, it's called Black Christmas, but the reason people like the original so much. The reason they don't like the remake, I'm assuming, is just because they're assholes. I saw it. I thought it was fun, but it's mm-hmm. the complete it's the complete opposite. So it's not really fair to compare them because right. I I mean that's what people are gonna do. Mm-hmm. But like normal, uh, most people would associate the original with closer to like art house. Mm-hmm. It has like uh, you know it's this uh, a- atmospheric kind of horror movie, and. Yeah. The, the, the reason you're going to have more phone calls and less information mm-hmm. uh, is because that's creepier, the ambiguity of it. Like, the only problem I have with remakes in general, mm-hmm. I don't care what you remake. I, we've had this discussion a thousand times. Yep. I'm not really interested in the explaining all the mystery away. Mm-hmm. But since this one does it in such a unique and fucked up way... Yeah. I, I I don't mind it. I never hated this movie. I, the, the things I remember about it the most were very colorful. Yes. So they they latched onto that aspect because the cinematog like the the original the cinematography so like beautiful. Mm-hmm. This one they just went like like you were saying it reminds me of um, Sin City. Mm-hmm. Like ridiculous. Yeah, and, just the yellow the yellow of his skin, and then every time when they they cut back and forth from different time jumps. I love the red font of, you know, it says like December 1979 or something. It's just really, really pretty to see in a disgusting movie. You know what I mean? And I already told you, I'm going to go back and um, you got sparked my interest. So I'm going to go ahead and watch it again for this for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm excited. I just don't think I I totally I'm trying to be so down the middle about this, Mm -hmm. but I totally understand why you don't like the original. And I totally understand why more snobbish purists uh, should lighten up a little bit about the remake. Mm-hmm. But I'm I always... Yeah, I don't... I mean, I was not a huge fan of either one. <laughs> <laughs> if, you had, if you had to pick... But if I had to pick and I wanted it between the choice of the two, I would pick the remake. Obviously. And uh, this is not a cop-out to what I'm talking about, but if we're going to talk... I, I might as well just tell you. You saw you saw it late later in your life Correct. this uh, this is a movie uh black christmas is a slasher uh staple that most people see when they're children mm-hmm. not that it's a children's film, <laughs> but it's one of those movies you see when you're young and you're like oh this makes me want to make horror movies you know it's just right. like this chainsaw massacre and the original nightmare on elm street i'm not mm-hmm. saying your opinion would be different if you saw it but most people saw it younger yeah now you've seen everything. Right. Including the remake. Um, mine's kind of a special. The next one, it's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah. Great choice. I, I mean, I love Disney. And as a kid, I watched it almost every time it was on. Mm-hmm. It's a... I mean, I like, I like the fact that by the end of the movie... Scrooge McDuck mm-hmm. 
comes around and is like, oh, okay, I'm a nice guy now mm-hmm. after, like, basically sitting there thinking about all his life. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's it's like really good. Just, yeah, yeah, all the all all the di- different Disney characters thrown in there. And then I just remember as a kid just how terrifying the scene where Pete oh, is where Pete's the uh the ghost of Christmas future so and he's scary. got he's got Scrooge in his grave and it, it's scary enough but when the grave opens and you got like the the yellow and and the orange like flashing lights coming out of it and he's yeah. he's trying to gra- pull himself out of the grave and he's just hanging on by that root and it's just still falling it's pretty fucking intense for a Disney cartoon i guess you would say yeah i remember yeah. being scared by that when i was a kid and it's re- and there are times when it's really fucking depressing you know mm-hmm. when when you know mickey bob cratchit's at tiny tim's grave and there's no words at all he's just holding the crutch and crying like yeah they, it's a perfect mixture of comedy like you got daffy duck or not daffy donald duck in there being retarded like normal and then you got the giant the giant the ghost of christmas present he's stupid so that's <laughs> Like that, not like dumb, but like funny dumb. Right. Like how Will Ferrell should be. Uh, <laughs> but you got that comedy. You got the heart with the Cratchit family. You got the 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 sadness with with Tiny Tim's grave. Mm-hmm. And then you got the fucking fear with Pete as the as the ghost of Christmas future. It's 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 perfect if you ask me. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much your ex your review as a the is a distillation of. Chris, uh, uh, Christmas Carol, the the story, mm-hmm. and every good version of Christmas Carol is exactly the way you just described it. But what makes this one special is it's twenty five minutes long. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I feel like the actual ones are they're they're amazing. Yeah, but they do drag out a little bit too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best. Well, the I just saw it a couple years ago. One of my best friends made me. Uh, didn't make me, but told me to watch it because he grew up with it. I grew up with uh, Disney, the channel, the movies, and all that stuff, but I've always not liked Mickey Mouse things. Oh, same. You know what I mean? Anything yeah. with Mickey Mouse in it, I like get a gag reflex. So I finally got around to watching it. It's, like, it's incredibly beautiful, like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. animation. Mm-hmm. As it, I guess it should be, but yeah, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see here. So that one's that one. I'll just say it to get it out of the way. This is, I think, no, this is one of two traditional Christmas movies on my list. I'll just say it to get it out of the way. Everyone knows I do love a Christmas story. Yep, okay. Okay, Rachel's got that on hers. Okay. Um, everything about it is fun. I mean, I've mentioned it numerous times. I, I've gotten tired of it in the past few years just because it's everywhere now. Um, but I love everything about it from, you know, it's another Bob Clark uh, movie um, between the narration, between the grumpy old man, you know, the dad character. And then I, I just love his feud with the bumpuses next door. Um, <laughs> um, I love the how Randy and Ralphie, they literally are like sibling brothers, how they they hate each other, but they do love each other. Like one of the sweetest scenes is, you know, early on in the movie, they're picking on each other and being mean to each other. But one of the sweetest scenes is after Ralphie beats up uh, the bully 
Randy's hiding under the sink because he's afraid Daddy's gonna kill Ralphie because of the fight. Right. It's a, it's it's like a really tender moment. It's very yeah. sweet. And then Mom's like, "Do you want to come out?" And Ra- Randy shakes his head. But do you want some milk? Randy nods. So it's it's really sweet. Yeah. Um, and I love at the end how how not just how happy Ralphie is to get the BB gun. I love how happy the dad is to give him the BB gun. And what's great is there's wonderful chemistry between, I can't think of the actor's name, but Melinda Melinda Dillon is is the mom from uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. And they have this wonderful chemistry with each other. You can tell they've, they've been married forever, you know, She's, I think she's a stay-at-home mom. He's working, you know, his job is he is driving him nuts. So he comes home and kind of takes it out on the family. But in the end, they are a loving family. And but the two of them, like, between the scene where she gives him that look, like, why the fuck did you buy him that thing? And then he looks and just shrugs and says, I had one when I was eight years old type of thing. <laughs> That's a great, like, you shouldn't have done that thing. One of the best scenes in the whole movie is when... Mom and dad are just sitting on the couch. I was just thinking of that. Looking thing. outside, watching the snow fall. It just shows yeah. that in the end, like I said, how much they really love each other. And, you know, through all the gimmicks, you know, the, the you'll shoot your eye out, the the, the tongue on the pole thing, the, the Chinese Christmas, you know, race, racist, you know, butler, you know, not butlers, but food servers. It's a really sweet family movie. And that is I, not racist. I okay culturally insensitive how about that I don't know if I was technically supposed to watch it as a child because I remember me and my sisters like we would hear our parents start to come down the stairs and we would change the channels really fast so I don't know if it was just instilled in us that they were like they probably don't want us to watch I don't know about that I don't remember for sure but I feel like they didn't want us to watch it when we were really little Mm. in talking well, see, what I, what I like about this movie is I think a lot of people overlook it is just how great of a family movie it really is. Yeah. They're, they're, they're focused on the gimmicks like the leg lamp and, you know, you know the comedy and the, you'll shoot your eye out, that stuff. But it's a really, when you get down to it, it's a really sweet family movie. And like I said, it's just, for me, what holds it together is the chemistry between the parents. I mean, I, I love all the other stuff, like Old Fudge and, and, and Fragile and, like, the classic shit. But it's just, I love... Scott I, Yeah, Scott Farkas, you know, he, he had yellow eyes. And, like, all the all the lines are great. But it's, yeah, the parents that, it's the parents that get me, as an adult, I see this now, that, that get me to love the movie more and more. I'm trying to think of something to compare this to, where when you have... Pro- you. Eric have problems talking about certain movies with people. This is again one of those things. I don't have time. If you have a problem with Chris's story, I don't have time for you. <laughs> like yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's your problem. Oh, it's on. It plays twenty four hours on TBS. Uh, don't watch it twenty four hours. Well, like, no, it's not, it's not that because I don't watch it twenty four hours. It's just no, but I hear a lot of people say that. Houses. Yeah, like whenever and, I go to my mom's house, she's always got it on, and then. When we go to Rachel's parents, you know, they flip through the channels to find something, and then it always ends up on a Christmas story. And it, so I want to watch it when I want to watch it, type of thing. You know what I mean? If yeah, that makes exactly. sense. And um, I'll just one up it a little bit here and just go out 
declare this is a masterpiece movie. I, I don't like this a lot. I This is the best Christmas movie ever made. It's hard to top it. And um, you were talking about the Chinese people being racially <laughs> sensitive. I know there's yeah. a few racy things that the PC culture might, might not like these days, but that it's the most honest, um, realistic, like, family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it, you like it more and more as you get older because you either have kids or you're just, just you know, you're you're doing that you're going you're running through the same motions that they did but mm. uh i started watching it when i was a little kid and now as a grown adult it's i i actually some of the stuff is so touching that i'll i'll have problem mm. like tearing up yeah that's how much i like it you know it's like especially you're talking about the one quiet scene at the end when they're the you know he's just the old man yeah, he's never like, called dad or anything, and even in the credits, he's he's the old man. Yeah, uh, when they're being quiet and just watching the snowfall, it's so cinematic and like beautiful mm-hmm. with the lights and stuff. But Bob Clark's like a genius. Yeah. Um. But what can we say that hasn't been said already? Yeah, just like Gremlins. But one thing, then, then we'll bring up Bob Clark again. You know, I was kind of I was shitting on the original Black Christmas that he directed, but I just love how Bob Clark has directed a horror movie like Black Christmas. A sex comedy like Porky's, yeah. and then this wonderful family movie like A Christmas Story. I well, do like how in A Christmas Story they have like he's like narrating it mm-hmm. as it, as the movie is going on. I R- don't know, Ralph, Ralph. yeah. I don't know if many other movies have actually done that. Obviously, there was The Wonder Years that he was, yeah, but and it's done really well, right? And that was actually Bob Clark as the narrator too. Yeah, well, it's you know the the uh, the movie's based on the book and yeah. Gene Shepard's a very famous uh, storyteller who I you guys had him in the Midwest we didn't have him in the South he's famous up there for radio show kind of mm-hmm. like uh, Prairie Home Companion this is this is before your time though okay before our time and he he had a I forgot it's called uh, what the fuck is the book called it's really funny the title oh, uh, in god we trust all others pay cash exactly and this is just one story from that mm-hmm. but there's another there's another movie based on that book Did yeah you ever you know what i'm talking about yeah i know there's there's an official sequel and... LA Hope noodles haven of bliss i think that's it the summer <laughs> vacation thing yeah they go on like they go camping at a campsite yeah that's it yeah that's why we have her here folks <laughs> The only so, reason I know it is because it was on the Disney Channel one yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Me too. That's why I saw it on TV when I was that's a kid. That's the only reason I knew about it. But it's basically, that's what a Christmas story is. It's like, it's this guy, his his real story of his life, you know, changed a little bit. But it's like his aura. Um, and that's why it's such a beautiful thing and, like, honest. But... There, I saw a documentary a long time ago um, about Christmas Story, and it's I highly recommend it. I don't know what it's called. It's probably the only one in existence, but it tells yeah. the whole backstory about how it. it they tried. He had to go through hell to get this movie made, oh, and, really? it was a, and the studio was so they hated it so much. It only played in cinemas for like one day. Really. Yes, they pulled it after one day, and the reason it's famous now is not because of the Turner, but because of VHS rentals. 
people started renting it and uh, started, you know, this is still before our time, a little mm-hmm. bit when we're babies. Um, and they, they were telling word of mouth caught on. And then eventually Turner was so impressed with it that he bought it. Mm. Um, but it's a fascinating story. Like these fucking assholes, man. Yeah, because I remember reading that it was a bomb, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it only played one day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, it had to be a bomb. Okay. Rachel, you want to pick your next one for the list? Sure. I have not seen this in years, and I probably wouldn't like it today. Interesting. But, or I I would have a hard time sitting through the whole movie, but Babes in Toyland with Annette Funicello, or Polo Jello, if you you like, um, was always my go-to as a as a kid um again it kind of goes with the the musical aspect of what i like mm-hmm. um and there's a bunch of kids in that and they find a toy factory well i got trapped. nothing on this there's three babes in toyland movies and that's the one i haven't seen oh really yeah i all i can say is i've never seen it i know my dad loved it and I know there's a remake, I think, with Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Wait, you, I, you sure your dad loved that one? Or he, he probably loved the Laurel and Hardy one? I think he loved the, the, the Annette Funicello one. Then your dad's insane. Well. <laughs> I also had a crush on Annette Funicello. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he grew up with the Mickey Mouse Club. I know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He probably had a crush on her. Oh, then... never mind. <laughs> I'm thinking, I was raised by my grandpa, so I, I'm thinking of my grandpa. Uh, <laughs> my grandpa's like my dad. Gotcha. Okay, like, tell us tell us a little bit more because uh, that's the only one I've never seen. Really? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Any memorable scenes that you can remember? Um. You think that's yeah. on Disney Plus? I don't know. It might be. Is it actually a Disney movie? Yeah. It's it's basic Annette Funicello and what's what's the other guy's name? Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon. Yeah, they did that. Is his name? Yeah, because they did that. Was it Back to the Beach? I remember that one with them together. It's, with Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And uh, Becky from Full House. I don't know if there's any, but there's recognizable people in it. But yeah. I obviously I don't know their names. But it's just a basic thing. Um, Annette Funicello, Jello. <laughs> <laughs> she she's playing um I think it's her name's Mary. Okay. Like maybe Marion or whatever her name is. Virgin Mary. Mary 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 Contrary, we'll say. And um Frankie is Tom. Okay. And basically there's this bad wizard guy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know he's bad because he's got that really bad thin mustache that he twirls. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tie him to the railroad tracks. Right. And <laughs> he, Mary and Tom are going to get married, right? Okay. Well, he decides something about how if he marries Mary and gets rid of Tom, mm-hmm. then... He'll be more prosperous in the town, or something like that. So basically, he sells Tom to the gypsies. Naturally. 
in. So Mary um, is very upset because, you know. He sells town to the gypsies? What yeah. do you think they sell the woman to the gypsies? No, because he wants to marry. With town out of the way, he can marry. Oh, marry. okay. Um, so the kids, she kind of takes care of these kids in like this orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids know something's up, so they go looking for him. And they end up in this forest with talking trees. <laughs> Naturally. And then they find this toy shop. And then they, this toy maker, he he's very extravagant. Like he tries to. Extravagant as in like over the top or weird extravagant? Over the top. Okay. He keeps trying to make all these new branded toys that just aren't working right. And, um, the kids come along and they're able to save Christmas by helping him make all the toys and get them done right. And they no. save Christmas by the end of the movie. So, okay. Is there any nudity? Stuff. Is there any nudity? Does, no. Does Annette show her Funicello's? No. Um, well, uh, I was going to ask is there anything animated or psychedelic? Like a. Like a bed knobs and broomsticks kind of thing, or is it just all fake sets? Um, when they're in the toy shop, there's one scene where the toys are able, like it focuses on the toys like moving around and they're dancing to a song and like, like stop motion. Yeah, like it's got these toy soldiers that are like they're going to battle, but they're doing it towards towards the beat of music and. That's okay. pretty much the only, like, I guess, more animated part of it, okay. besides the talking trees. Okay. And so. how hot is Annette Fonicello? In... How old are we talking here? Um, Is she like, you know, like what they're saying in Stand By Me, they think she's getting busty because, like, the A and the E uh, are starting to bend around the sides, or is she, like, older than that? Is she legal? That's my question. I, I would say she was legal in it. There you go. I don't, I don't want to watch some preteen thing. <laughs> no, I would say she's legal in it. Okay. Okay. You sold well, me. <laughs> He's gonna watch that after it's Black like, Christmas. I don't know if I, could, I, I don't know if I could watch it today because it's very it's very much geared towards kids. That's okay. But we got a kid. We you never know. But I always enjoyed it. I liked the music in it. I thought it was some of the music was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to follow up that family-friendly movie with Bad Santa. Ooh. I absolutely love that. Yeah, you want to repeat what you just said, Rachel? I said, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I absolutely love this movie. Um, it is... Of course, I love the concept of it, how it's just a you know, an alcoholic safe cracker going from mall to mall, being a store Santa, trying to rob them. But it's just so much fun. Basically, just because of Billy Bob's, like, curmudgeon performance. Like, I know some people that are like this, you know, minus the safe cracking stuff. Like, he, yeah. I know a lot of fucking drunken assholes <laughs> like him. But they're my friends because they're they're lovable in that drunken asshole way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
I love Tony Cox as as his little elf, and they're fun. Um, the chick who plays the bartender with the Santa fetish, she's fun, and she's actually got really good chemistry with Billy Bob. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Mac is is Bernie Mac, and he's he's so much fun in like the ten minutes he's in it. Same with John Ritter, as like the, I mean. Yeah, I think this was John Ritter's like last live action performance. It before is. he died. I know he did the Clifford movie. That was his last movie movie, but this was his last live action movie. Just just the scene where John Ritter is getting uncomfortable talking about the different sex acts that Billy Bob Thornton said he was going to perform and stuff like that. And just seeing Jack Tripper say he's not gonna say fuck stick in front of the children is <laughs> it's hilarious, you know, because John Ritter is, you know, he's he's Three's company. He he's this family friendly guy, you know, minus this and like Bride of Chucky type of stuff. Yeah. But it's funny seeing people out of their comfort zone, if that makes any sense. But so much fun. I even like the kid, uh, Thurman Merman. The fact that his name is Thurman Merman is hilarious. I love how his grandma is played by Cloris Leachman. She proves that sometimes dementia can be funny, you know? Yeah. Um, I love everything. Every anytime Cloris Leachman's on screen, I fucking love her because she's so much fun in everything from from this to Sky High to the Beverly Hillbillies to anything. Cloris Leachman is fantastic. Uh, great comedy all around. Um, didn't care so much for the sequel, although I do think I did think Kathy Bates was a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, Bad Santa is just it's just a fun vulgar Christmas comedy, and I love it. Um, I haven't watched it in a long time because it's one of those movies I don't want to get sick of because I love it so much. Yep. I I actually saw that one with my uncle and my grandparents. Oh, God. At the mall. We went to the mall for Christmas shopping and uh, popped in to see Bad Santa. That was weird. Because my uncle's like this... Um, He's, you know, he's older now, but he's like a born, um, a lifelong uh, bachelor, mm-hmm. like badass, drives muscle cars, listens to rock, doesn't need, has no time for bitches. Mm-hmm. Saw Bad Santa with him and my really conservative grandparents. I mean, you know, there's like he's fucking her in her ass in one of the scenes, and yeah, you know, it's like I'll never get over that. They talk about it. Well, my grandma's still alive. She talks about it all the time. She's like, remember when we saw that one Santa film? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Bad Santa. And my uncle started laughing. He's like, oh, man, that movie's fucked up. Yeah. But no, I, I love that. And I love the director, too. Um, because it's the weirdest movie he's ever made. Like, uh, like mainstream. He His guy's name's Terry Swigoff. Mm-hmm. He did uh, Ghost World and Art School Confidential. Okay. And he made the, those are both classics, and he made a documentary about uh, Harry Crumb, or whatever his name is, Harry uh, R. Crumb, the artist, the comic book artist. Oh, okay. So, that's who that guy is. This is like his uh, sellout movie. Mm. He's well, like, I'm going to do a mainstream. He did good when he sold out. Cause I, I oh, yeah. It. Yeah, so that's why it's so good, I think, mm-hmm. is because this guy, Terry Swigoff, doesn't give a fuck about, like, anything. Like mm-hmm. Hollywood, so I don't know how it got made. I don't know how it uh, it turned out, but let's talk Garfield's Christmas. Ooh, good one. 
Definitely, Again, definitely. it's one of those uh, specials, I guess, because it's only like, still counts. Twenty minutes still yeah. counts. But it's it's a good time if you haven't seen it already. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge, huge Garfield fan. Love Garfield. It's not as good as the Halloween one, but it's still good. It's got some. It's better than the Thanksgiving one. Oh well, sure. <laughs> but. It's got some funny parts with John and his, what's his brother's name? Doc Boy. Doc Boy. <laughs> <laughs> they're, I love how they're, they're big, like in PC pajamas yeah. and they're like 55. Yes. They're, big, they're big kids. They're big kids at heart because on Christmas Day, um, John's wearing footsie pajamas. No, John, I don't know if John's wearing regular pajamas, but Doc Boy's literally wearing a onesie like footsie pajama thing with a bunny on his belly and i think he's got uh, he a trap door he might have the i don't know if it's a trap door but I, i'm pretty sure he's got a fuzzy tail on his ass <laughs> <laughs> and it's great because they're happy because they're toys like you see yeah. doc boy flying around like a little model plane yeah and it's great um anything else you want to and say for... i don't know it's, and then it, by the end it's like you know he he He's trying to comfort the grandma, mm -hmm. you know. That's a that's the touching part. That's but. a very sad, sweet moment when when Granny's talking about how she misses Grandpa, you know, because yeah. Grandpa, oh, he used to hold me in his big, strong arms, and yeah. we didn't make much, but we 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 were, we, we were happy. It's just a sweet moment with Garfield sitting in, in Granny's lap, and then mm -hmm. they they end it with you know that scene with that keep Christmas here in your heart when they when they pan to the snow falling. It's just like the end of the Christmas story, yeah. you know, when mom when the old man and mom are looking out. It's just sweet moments in a chaotic twenty five minute Garfield cartoon. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's classic Americana. Yeah. That's why if people that um I, I really like Americana just movies in general, but that's what Christmas movies are. Like one hundred percent. Like every, they celebrate it all over the world, but it's 100% this American, like the way that we've seized it and shaped it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that your Christmas story, all these things are just fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're, like I said, there's so many sweet moments in this. Like Odie's treated like dog shit by Garfield every oh, time sorry. it happens, but he's still out of the kindness of his heart. Wants to make Garfield a Christmas present, and he does. Yeah. And at the end, Garfield appreciates it. I mean. Garfield's a fucking asshole, but you know what? He like also Odie. shows how he, he does love Odie and tolerates John. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love how, like, Odie, isn't he, like, running all around looking for the perfect present for Garfield? He's and... looking for the different things he can use to make Garfield's back scratcher. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll pick my last traditional uh, Christmas movie off there. It's a play on a Christmas carol scrooged with bill murray oh that's a fantastic movie absolutely love it oh. bill murray is the perfect ebenezer scrooge type character minus you know the millions and millions of dollars but he is this wonderfully bad tv show like tv channel executive and you know he is the guy you love to hate I love the casting. Well, I don't really care for Carol Kane in this one. I've grown to love her a little bit more over the years. I mean, I love her in general. I think she's a little too over the top in this one as like the ditzy 
ghost of Christmas present when she's beating the shit out of him with the toaster and stuff like that. Oh, but, no. Um, I can't think of David Johansson as the ghost of Christmas past is both funny and scary at the same time as the the, the demon-type taxi driver. Yep. Um, Bobcat Goldthwait as the guy that's fired and he goes crazy and starts chasing around with a shotgun by the end of the movie. Um, John Glover is great as I, th- I think he's uh, the replacement for Bill Murray. Yeah, he's like the California new-age asshole. Yeah. Robert Karen Mitchum... Allen. Yeah, Karen Ellen, I've had a crush on since I was a kid. You know, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. She's fun, and their their romance is very sweet. I love how, even though they've been broken up for years, you can tell they still really care for each other. She still calls him Lumpy. Like, that's their, her little pet name for him. Um, God, so much fun. And I love how it's also, you know, it's, it's a comedic take on A Christmas Carol, but it's also pretty stupid and self-referential like with the shows that they're putting on like um a robert goulet christmas or whatever and he's like he's like in the bayou you know singing and then the movie starts with what is it the day the reindeer came home the day the reindeer died and it's it's santa claus defending uh, was it the north pole with semi-automatic weapons against ninjas or something stupid like that and lee major shows up yeah that's it uh, and it's just, it's just so much fun. And I believe Bill Murray, when he, it's another terrifying ghost of Christmas future scene where you had Pete getting ready to throw Scrooge McDuck in the burning coffin in Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, Bill Murray's living his cremation in in the future and it's a very tense scene when he's in the ca- the casket he's banging to get out and then you actually see his legs getting set on fire and of course he wakes up and everything's fine and he does the whole you know you know I've changed type of thing and it's fun when like you hate you 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 thought uh, an elf when they're singing the christmas song is a little much i love when they're singing put a little love in your heart at the end of this movie it's it's oh yeah it's a lot of fun well it's it's because this movie's a masterpiece, and that's that movie's not. Uh, uh, everything you said is, I agree with one hundred percent. And the the best thing about the Scrooge is, to me, if someone asks me what the best adaptation of a Christmas Carol is, the first thing I'm going to say is Scrooge. But yeah. if you want to get technical, then mm-hmm. we can talk about all the other Christmas Carols. But the thing is, why Scrooge is so great? Not, I mean, I think it's a masterpiece. It's a perfect film. There's nothing... Even the things that you think are dumb are actually smart. Mm-hmm. It's very meta. Because mm-hmm. all the elements of a, of a Christmas Carol are carried over and modernized. And it's this, like... Just the same way that A Christmas Carol is um, a period piece of the late 1800s in England, right? This is the eighteen, the 1980s in New York City that does not exist anymore. The dirty, filthy, degenerate, like the fucked up, like um, vile New York City. Mm-hmm. That you know, that's all gone. That doesn't exist anymore. And this is the peak of that, uh, the peak of television. Like he's mm-hmm. a, the vice president of a network, right? That that like the most evil thing, and he's putting on the most commercial fucked up bullshit version of a christmas carol 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's just everything about it, the way that they adapted it and modernized it, I think it's actually transcends the original Christmas Carol to me. Mm-hmm. It has I have, all... I love a little bit of choices. It's just one thing you were, you, you brought up, how he's putting together this, this version of the Christmas Carol, just to show how much of an asshole Bill Murray's character is, is there's this scene where I think like the prop supervisor or somebody brings out this mouse and he says, we can't get the antlers. I don't know if they're trying to glue the antlers on their head or tie yeah. them. He said, we can't get the antlers to stay on. And Bill Murray just suggests, oh, just staple them. You know, shit yeah. like that. Oh, and, that, no, that's one of many things. He's very cruel. He's, yeah. he's, it's, it's not, and another thing we're talking about, like lightning in a bottle type movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Bill Murray in his peak. Like mm-hmm. no one will ever be able to top that p- performance because I mean, unless another Bill Murray comes along, yeah, he's unbelievably cruel right out the gate from the the opening number when <laughs> they put on the the uh, the people that work for him are trying to make a decent Christmas Carol live show. And he immediately, once he sees the trailer, the mock-up, he's like, Mm no, I already, he filmed a separate one to show them the tone that he wants. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When he shows the promo just to scare people, just to get people to watch the show. It's the the biggest clickbait thing you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it shows, like, acid rain and highway terror and people getting shot in the face. And it's so scary and fucked up that it actually kills a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know how. It's just the it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. This it it might be my favorite Christmas movie. Ooh! If I have oh, to pick like... one, I watch this one every year, no matter what, and I it never gets old. And that's true. And it gets better as I get older, just like Christmas Story and stuff like that, because the, you know, you go through breakups and relationships and and jobs and you have to grow up and it's all like Christmas is all about like uh, nostalgia and letting certain things go and memories and like, I'm sorry, but I've seen, I've literally seen this movie um, every year of my whole life. So I've seen it over 30 times when he Mm -hmm. goes home to the Mm fifties and he watched his mom um, says, you know, it's okay. Frankie angel or whatever. Yeah, well, he, well, I cry every time. Like uh, I, I, his his scenes in the past are very very sad. That is, but it's it's all like even the scariest stuff is still funny. Like um, because that's his uh, older brother is playing his dad, mm-hmm. and he comes home and he's like, "I wanted to choo choo." It's like this is ten pounds of chopped veal. You know which that's worth. <laughs> and he's like, "Why don't you go out and get a job and buy a choo choo?" It, uh, you know, who who didn't have a dad? Like all these things. Uh, the old man in Christmas story. Um, that's one side mm. of my dad. And then this is another side. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was that bad, but right. Stuff like that is so honest. And that, you know, the ending, not just him realizing that he threw away his life on being a selfish asshole, but when it shows his girlfriend in the future, Mm-hmm. And how she took his advice and just decided to like scrape off helping people, yeah. and became this like frigid old bitch. Yeah, that's devastating to me too. Because mm-hmm. she's the heart of the movie. Mm. You know, she's she's volunteering at this homeless shelter, and 
Oh, you believe 100% how she really cares about wanting to help these people, and he doesn't give a fuck, and he's trying to convince her that. Yeah, so. and I, I would say, when you were saying they have good chemistry, I think you're underselling that, because to me, this might be, this is one of the best examples of not, like, incredible chemistry mm-hmm. between the two of them in this movie. It's like uh, electric. Mm-hmm. From the moment they run into each other and she wants to have Chinese food or whatever that scene is. Yeah. Um, I, I just love their relationship. It's amazing. Okay. Rachel? Um, Got any love? Yep. Home Alone. Ooh! <laughs> Finally. One, one of the best home invasion movies ever. It is. <laughs> yeah. But he has an awful, awful family, though. He does. They are nothing but jerks. <laughs> well, see, that's the, that's the thing. Is if you the think whole darn family. If you were Kevin, you'd be a little rotten asshole too. If you had to live with them, you know, you had. First off, I want to know in that what the hell does the dad do to earn a mansion that big? I mean, he's got to be, you know, in you know, he got mob ties or something. Because this is this is, um, Chicago, mm-hmm. and he, this is rich like suburb Chicago. Yeah. But I love this movie too, just mainly for obviously Joe Pesci and Daniel. Sure. Stone. But uh, it's another movie that you know it's goofy and stupid and and funny, but it's also got a lot of heart. That whole thing with the the ben South Haven. Bend, yeah, the South Bend shovel slayer with him and with him and his granddaughter, it's mm-hmm. it's tear jerking. When that scene where he's in church. Mm-hmm. Watching his granddaughter sing because he's not allowed to visit her house because he had a falling out with his son. And I love Robert's Blossom. I've I've seen him in only a few things. This, Christine, yep. and he's yep. in a really creepy movie called Deranged, which I think is one of the most, the closest accurate Ed Gein movie. It's so good. Um. I remember Deranged was in a double DVD set with Hotel Hell. Motel Hell, yeah, but Hotel I got Hell? it. Uh, I got it from Kino Lober by yeah. itself. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I remember liking it. I saw it when I was like a, a teenager. I want to see that one again. Give it a give it a, give it another shot just to watch Robert Blossom be really fucking creepy. But and then of course you know he he's he's barely in Christine, but he steals all of the scenes. But here he's a very sympathetic old man, you know. Buzz, the, the the older brother, was probably the asshole that started the rumor of him being, you know, sure. an evil man. Yeah. But it's just such a sad scene watching him watch his granddaughter sing because he had a falling out with his son, so he can't, you know, see her. But then it's such a happy, you know, sad and- ending when the last thing we see is him hugging her. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the snowfall, and you can see how happy he is. And then he looks and he sees Kevin. He gives that. It's not just a wave, but it's like a thank you wave. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. then of course they have to do the little shtick. Kevin, what did you do to my room? And that's how they end the movie. Right. But it's 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 a wonderful scene. It's a powerful scene. It's I think the only dramatic scene, other than like Catherine O'Hara. Basically saying whatever I need to do, I will get home to my son. But I, I love the movie for the Robert Blossom stuff. To be honest, I loved, I loved the chaos when I was younger. 
you know, you know, the, the paint cans and all the booby traps. Um, I still love Joe Pesci going crazy because who doesn't love Joe Pesci going crazy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was great with Daniel Stern. But as an adult, you know, I grow towards the dramatic stuff. And I love the Roberts Blossom stuff, man. It's 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 really moving in a goofy fucking movie, if that makes sense, you know? I don't no. think I really figured out how jerky his family was until I got a little bit older. Oh, and the fact like, is... Like, I always thought his one uncle was a jerk. He, like, oh, gets in his face. Uncle Frank's a piece of shit. And uh, obviously uh, Buzz is an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the but problem the, is, the problem then, is... Then the parents they, forget him. Well, 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 well. Okay, Here's I can let thing. that slide. I can let that slide. I let, I let it slide how they forgot him because that was kind of plausible. Sure. I don't like how the parents allow Uncle Frank to treat him like shit. Right, I agree with you. So that happens. Yeah, I know it does, but I always figured that, of course, I mean, they're all assholes. Uh, <laughs> like families are assholes anyway, but it's a kind of heightened. Mm-hmm. Everything's heightened because it's Christmas and they're all stuck yeah. in this place and they're all in a rush and that sort of thing. I, I figured, you know, when they're all in their natural element, they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's that's what the holidays do to people. You know, about Home Alone though, the it's Eric, you're so uh, surprising that your favorite part of that is the the really sad stuff. Mm-hmm. I know, I was expecting something different, but... Well, like I said, as a kid, I liked, like, the the goofy slapstick stuff, and I still do, but it's just, I think, just my taste change when it comes to these type of movies. I appreciate the drama a hell of a lot more. Yeah, well, John Hughes is a... I know Rachel is a big fan. Mm -hmm. I think I'm the biggest... I'm the biggest fan I know of John Hughes. I, like, worship him. Yeah. Um... I think he's a genius. But they carried that over to part two. Like, um, you know, a lot of people, it's hit or miss for them. But one of the big things that affected me as a kid, uh, like the first one, is, like, homeless people. Yeah, the homeless lady, the pit the, lady. Yeah, that really affected me. I didn't mm. understand that. As I still don't understand it now as an adult. I can't mm. believe we live in a country where fucking people, uh, like, are sleeping outside. Yeah. But uh, that was really sad. It still touches. It's effective as an adult. Yeah. Brenda Fricker, whenever she shows up, she always she makes the movies. And between that one yeah. and So I Married an Axe Murderer and shit, even like a league or not a league of their own, uh, Angels in the Outfield. Anytime she shows up, she she's a really, really good character actor. Well, especially when she's homeless and covered in shit, pigeon shit. <laughs> Okay, with that, on that note, <laughs> um, let's see, what should I pick next? Um, fuck it. I will say, I was introduced to a movie last year, which has now made my Christmas rotation, and this year I watched the sequel for um, my 12 Days of Horror, or Christmas Horror, which I'll get into at the end of the, the video. But also, too, for the Graveyard Shift podcast, I have Jack Frost 1 and 2. Not the Michael Keaton one. Wow. Not the Killer Snowman movies. Because yeah. they're, you know me, I mean, 
Mike, uh, he's the co-host of the of the Graveyard Shift. He's dubbed me a connoisseur of crap, and <laughs> that's what these movies are. But the fact is, I just I have so much fun with these. I mean, it's it's like watching Leprechaun. What the fuck do you expect you're getting into? This is a movie about a serial killer who's turned into a mutant killer snowman. So you have to go into it with that mind frame. It's better than Leprechaun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it is. That's my opinion. I fucking hate Leprechaun. <laughs> I don't know. Wait till March when we bring it to the to the show. But, no! <laughs> but um, it's just the puns are great. I love the 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 two dollar and fifty cents budget. Um, some of the co- the, the the comedy is really good. The gore is fun. I'm talking about both movies. Um. I'm not going to get into it too much because there's not really much I can say about a movie about a mutant killer snowman. Um, but it's just one of those turn your brain off, take it out of your head, then stomp on it, and then watch these 90-minute movies. And you probably will have a lot of fun. Um, if you're a fan of, like, trauma movies, you'll have a blast with this. It's And then the se- in the second one, he goes to the tropics because, like, Jaws 4, why not? Um, it's... <laughs> A snowman goes through the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's not just a Jaws thing. They did that a lot in the 80s. Like, uh, it, especially they had a lot of movies where they went to Miami. Mm-hmm. I like that trope, too. But it yeah, just makes not... sense that he would go to the tropics. He's a snowman. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot I'll say about the Jack Frost movies other than it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Stupid fun. Um, the actors know what they're in, so it makes it more fun because you can tell they're not putting that much into it. Now, granted, it's not every day you see Shannon Elizabeth raped to death by a snowman, but <laughs> you know what? You, you gotta you gotta start somewhere in Hollywood, right? Yeah, that's that's perfect for our family friendly Christmas discussion. Yeah. <laughs> The rest of my movies I've only actually seen a handful of times. So That's I fine. can't tell you a whole lot about them, but I'm thinking you guys would probably see them. Um, How many more you got? Just three. Oh, wow. So we'll start with um, Christmas Vacation. Love it. What's that? <laughs> oh. Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Hughes, Masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another John Hughes written. <laughs> I mean, one of the funniest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Most it's, rewatched it's value. Definitely, I think the the best of the vacation movies. Oh, I love them all. Yeah. Oh, well, really... I've never seen, I've, I've never seen European, and I haven't seen the remake, or whatever what it's f- called. You've never seen European Vacation? No. Yeah, no Holy shit! No, never seen it. Dude, you need to get on that. That's okay. hey, that that's Amy Heckerling. Okay, she doesn't make bad movies. Uh, well, that's true. She doesn't. Well, not. I mean, I haven't seen anything after Clueless. Mm-hmm. But um, she did Beverly okay. Hillbillies. Oh, well, that's I fucking love Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says, but it's I, I as far as I love that too. I fucking man, Vacation is good too. The original is kind of a masterpiece, also. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd say uh, European's definitely a minor masterpiece. <laughs> it's not as good as the other two, but like some, I don't know, Rachel, is that your favorite? 
which one? Is Christmas your favorite for the vacation movies? Um, mine would probably be the first one. Regular vacation? Yeah. yeah. It's like they're separate because this one's so it's it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Right. But the thing I like about that's so great about this Christmas vacation, uh, aside from the obvious stuff, is like unlike Scrooge, which is like you kind of have to think a little bit, and mm. some people don't like Bill Murray. Um, there's all these elements to these other films, like maybe people, uh, some assholes don't want to watch Home Alone because it's kind of a kids movie or whatever. Mm. With Christmas Vacation, everyone likes that. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you can put that on any time during the holidays, and people will sit down and watch it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. really something special. Yeah. Um, but what? It, I, who's who? Nate? Who brought? Was it? Oh, Rachel, you said it. You go ahead. I don't want to yeah. interrupt you. Ooh. Yeah, I, I've honestly, I've only seen it a handful of times. Um, but like, what, what, what are the scenes that you can spit out real quick? Well, I, I don't know his name, but the guy that says the blessing. Uh, William Hickey <laughs> as a grandpa. <laughs> the I, love, I love when he takes his hat off yeah. and the toupee stuck to the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, That's one of my favorite lines from the movie is when, when, uh, What's her name? Aunt. She says she can hear a squeaky sound. I hear a squeaky sound. He's like, the the line is the best line of the whole movie. He's like, it's like you couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're all good. And, and like, like my favorite scene is when you know, there's not much we can't say that hasn't already been said. But I'll say my favorite scene is after Clark doesn't get his Christmas bonus and he finds out he's just getting the jelly of the month club and he, ha he has his mental breakdown yeah and he says what he would like for christmas is to have his boss like tied up with a bow and of course randy quaid as uh what's his name cousin earl not cousin earl cousin, cousin, eddie. Ernie. cousin eddie yeah he decides to leave and he comes back with his boss tied up wearing a bow yeah it's just little gags like that it's just it's just so much fun it's another great christmas movie oh it's classic i mean they're I think every scene, it's another one, there's no bad scenes, there's no dead weight. Every scene is amazing. And what's the, aren't they chasing like a, like a squirrel? Yeah, there's, the there's, there's a squirrel the in, the, in, the, in the, there's a squirrel in the Christmas tree that go that jumps out and goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and they, the, what makes it so funny is how the, how much they overreact. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a squirrel, but they go ape shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a lion or something. <laughs> I love I love this movie so much because again like uh, we keep talking about how you can relate to it mm -hmm. like as I got older and have more responsibilities in like uh, you know Christmas entertainment like entertaining family mm -hmm. and wanting wanting things to be perfect like I, I didn't really get that as a kid especially with the first one when he's trying to plan the perfect vacation but with the Christmas one it's like so personal because everyone's tried it at least once in your life right mm -hmm. you tried to host a party or something for your family and it just all goes to shit mm -hmm. and clark griswold is the embodiment of that yeah because he's such a great guy he's just a fucking he's way in over his head all right i'm gonna go with i thought scrooge was my last traditional christmas movie um i guess you could say this is traditional but that'll be up for discussion um before i before i end this with like the other non-traditional ones my last quote-unquote traditional one is Ernest Saves Christmas. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah, Wait, this, is no... not, this is traditional? Well, I, I don't know if it counts as traditional or not because it's 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 the sweet family movie with, with yeah, Santa and that. It's, it's not, you know, yeah, it's not Gremlins. It's not Black Christmas. It's, it's you know, we you and I already discussed Dr. Otto and, and the Gloom Beam. Um, but in that, we talked about how much we love Jim Varney, how much we love the Ernest character, and we're going to do an Ernest retrospective. But this is just such a sweet family film with Ernest thrown in it, trying to save, save Christmas, like you said. But he's tra- <laughs> he's trying to get help Santa find his replacement, and all the characters are great. I mean, Jim Varney is top notch here, doing his shtick, doing the multiple characters. Um, I love the, the runaway girl. I love how she, she doesn't trust anyone. Then by the end, you know, she, she comes around the, the, the replacement for Santa, how one of the best things, you know, he is the host of a children's program and he tries to branch out by doing a horror film, but he won't swear in front of the kids. So that causes some problems and probably the sweetest Santa on film is in this film. And it's done by the guy who does the voice of the Sultan from Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So it's, he's got like that that sweet, memorable, like childlike. Oh, really? Movie. Yeah. You and it's just, yeah, it's yeah. You next time you watch Aladdin, you'll you'll hear the voice. You you can tell it's him. That's crazy. But it's just. I have not seen this one. Oh, we gotta switch that. Uh, our daughter loved it. <laughs> She's she becoming a big Ernest fan, and she loved Ernest Saves Christmas. The comedy isn't too stupid. Like sometimes Ernest can be. Um, I love when Chuck and Bobby are trying, are dealing with the reindeer getting shipped to them, and they're all over the ceiling and stuff like that. It's just Ernest trying to fly the sleigh with the, with the with the elves screaming in the background, being terrified because they think they're gonna die. It's perfect comedy, uh, perfect family film, and the perfect Santa, in my opinion. Yeah. It's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. I love all Ernest movies because they're the, the, like the ingenuity of, you know, being a, a low budget film and how they work around that with like good characters and imagination. Yeah. But, you know, you were talking about like the little teenage girl. Like, if anyone else had made this movie, they would have cast someone who's like really fucking annoying. Yeah. And she wasn't. No, she's good. They're all good. And I think. I think this is the only Ernest film where he deals with Vern. Yeah, he wrecks his house. Yeah. I'm posting this, a scene from that on no, Instagram. Yeah, there's no Vern in camp. There's no Vern in Scared Stupid. There's no Vern in jail, I believe. Oh, really? No. But after Scared Stupid, I haven't really seen that many. Like, I didn't want. I, there's no Vern in Slam Dunk Ernest. Who cares about that? There's no what? Vern. And Ernest movie called Slam Dunk Ernest. Yeah, Ernest gets magical shoes from Kareem Abdul Jabbar, who's like an angel, and he learns how to like be like this fantastic basketball player. I don't remember in Rides Again either. That was the last one I saw. Yeah, and then Ernest goes to school. There's no Vern, and there's a couple more, but yeah. So Ernest, Ernest uh, saves Christmas. Well, I'm pretty sure the Vern scene in Ernest um, Christmas is probably. I'm just guessing. But it's directly, it's just a commercial they did around Christmas time when they did those Ernest commercials. Because mm-hmm. he just busts into his house with the Christmas tree and fucks the whole place up. 
Yeah, I love it how he bursts in with the Christmas trees and Vern just slams the door on him. Yeah, it's I, absolutely I love, amazing. I, and I love the opening credits. You know, it's all the the Coca Cola Santa Clauses. You know. Yep. With, and all the credits are in you know cursive writing, and it's just a beautiful uh, opening credit sequence. So, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah, I think you'll like that one, Rachel. I think you would yeah, too. Yeah, the only one I really remember is Ernest Goes to Camp. That's still my favorite. That's. I think that's really the only one I've actually seen all the way through. I've seen parts of the one when he's in jail, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember it. That's OG. That's OG. <laughs> I mean, goes to camp. Yeah. 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 Best. Our daughter, our daughter likes camp too. Well, she likes all the earnest ones she's seen. What, you, what you got, Rachel? See. Again, I've only seen it a couple of times, and I'm not even 100% sure I've seen it all the way through, Uh-oh. but Uh-oh. it's a wonderful life. Never seen it. Really? Never seen it. <laughs> Frenzy and I had this discussion uh, before, but no, never seen it. Have you, Frenzy? It's like trying to put a number on it for you. It's in my top 100 movies of all time. Yeah? It's probably... Yeah, it's definitely top three Christmas movies of all time for me. Yeah, the I'm trying to remember. There's certain parts that really stick out that I've seen. Like, there's a scene where they're dancing. They're at a dance, and then they put a floor over the. There used to be a swimming pool, and they put a floor over there, and somebody hits the button, and then they fall in. The part I I thought was kind of sad was the part where like he. Falls through some ice, I think, trying to save his brother. Yep. He loses some hearing. And then there's a part later on where he's working for this guy at a, at a, I don't know if you call it like a five and dime or like a, one of those stores that have like a Photoshop there, but they have other things there mm-hmm. too. Um, and something happens. The guy gives somebody like a wrong prescription for something or what have you and um, the, the pharmacist yeah is, he just got a letter from the army saying his son died oh is that what it was and he's so distraught that he accidentally puts poison in one of the prescriptions that he's filling right while he's crying his eyes out right and that, that's young George Bailey goes and tells him to stop you can't sell that. You're gonna kill the person who and he the guy like beats him. Right. Beats while him he's crying. Tears. Yeah. He's like, My bad ear, my bad ear. It's devastating. I get I that I get teared up. That's you know, that's just one of many scenes. Right, right. But that's the one that comes to mind. I remember getting teared up just seeing that part of it. Um Yeah. There's some funny parts in it, like obviously when they fall into the pool and Oh yeah. Well, there's a, there's a there's a huge build up to you kind of have the the um stereotypical town Americana Christmas, everything's working out for the first half of the movie. Then the shit hits the fan. Um and the you know no no spoilers, sorry Eric, but you know no, what the okay. you know what the premise of the movie is, yep. right? Yeah, absolutely. So when he's about to kill, like this is way into the movie when he's about to kill himself. The the mm-hmm. final act showing what happened to mm-hmm. uh, Bedford Falls if he didn't exist. Right. 
is absolutely devastating. And it's, you know, it's a play on A Christmas Carol, but it's so wonderful and, like, beautifully done right. that the bigger picture to this, and I already told you a little bit, and I'm glad, you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was sure someone's going to bring it up, but this is one of those movies, I understand why you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And I understand why a lot of people haven't seen this movie, but you have to just suck it up and I'm I'm telling I was trying to explain this like you have to really the best way to experience this movie because it's not I don't think it's just a movie it's like uh like a rite of passage mm-hmm. as as an American as a movie lover try to see this in a movie theater with no distractions okay because I think it's if you do that and to anyone else listening there's a few there's a handful of movies like this classic ones really Give it your full attention. I wouldn't watch it on TV for first showing. Try to see it in a movie theater. I think it's life-changing. It's one of the best movies ever made. It's, I mean, it's... And I'm a huge Frank Capra fan, but this is, like, his masterpiece. Right. And it wasn't even... It wasn't a... It's not made to be a Christmas movie, you know? Mm-hmm. That, it, it was, like, one of these... It's just like a Christmas story. It was a bomb. People didn't want to see something like, you know... They didn't expect it to be. They they advertised it as like a slapstick comedy. Oh but really? Yeah, but it's actually like a deep movie, like yeah. very deep. Yeah, I get. Even when I said it as a kid, I was like, "Huh, oh, I have to stop watching this movie after." A while. <laughs> it's, it's very adult. I leave for a little bit and come back to it because I need. I I got so bummed out for parts of it, but then it, obviously it redeems itself by the end. Oh yeah, it, yeah. it and it gets better every time. And I've been lucky enough; I saw it, um, thirty-five millimeter copy of it, uh, like a restored version. And I've seen the the one that they play in normal movie theaters. That's just like a copy of the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It is fucking. It doesn't matter. Either one's beautiful. They just the four K of it just came out, so I'm very excited. I'm gonna get that soon. But you know, those fucking things are expensive. I know, but. I can't recommend it enough. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'll give it a shot. All I all I know is is all I know <laughs> of wonderful life is I've seen the the every time a bell rings an angel gets his wings scene and then yeah. he looks up to the sky and like winks at Clarence or whatever. And then the scene where he comes home or he, he wakes up and he's telling merry christmas to everybody. And I've only seen that scene because the mom from Gremlins is watching it on TV. Merry yeah. Christmas. That's yeah. literally that's literally the last scene of the movie. Yeah. And it's a long movie. Check this out. Sure. This just happens. I just got this recently at the thrift store. It's sitting here. I gotta show it to you. Okay, check this out. Can you see that? Robert Carradine as an angel? He's Clarence. This is an unofficial sequel. Two. It's from the it's like from nineteen ninety. Robert Carradine is Clarence, and um, this is absolutely incredible. Like this you, you is know, Robert the Carradine most. From Revenge of the Nerds. He gets sent down to save this family, and it's the most '90s thing you've ever seen. Like it's it's a the family's husband dies, the patriarch, mm-hmm. and he invented this computer program that has a dancing cartoon that talks to you on a computer like he invented artificial intelligence but 
before he could show before he could sell the idea and make millions of dollars, he mm-hmm. died. So his family doesn't know how it works. It's then it's a cartoon that dances and sings and like it's basically what's that shit like um, you ask your Apple phone? You know, Siri? Oh yeah. It's like that, but like from nineteen ninety, I, I think it's incredible. If you I'm just saying if you run a, if you come across it, check it out. <laughs> I'm just sold as as of uh, Robert Carradine as an angel. Right. It's a little more heavy-handed with the Christian stuff than the original, though. So. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, David Carradine's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David, he... Carradine's, David Carradine's angels like hanging from the back of his uh, closet with a belt. Yeah, he's a pervert. What a loser. <laughs> yeah, but he's dead now. Who cares? You, if All you're right. that rich, though, you need like you need a safety person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's that other Carradine. Uh, Keith, 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 Keith Carradine. I know him from he was in a couple seasons of Dexter, mm-hmm. but he's he had a big career too. Right. He did a lot of <clears throat> uh, let's see here. My other one, my next one. I only we only have three left. Uh, get it out of the way. We don't really need to talk about that much. But Die Hard. I don't care. It is a Christmas movie. Um, it, it, it starts and ends with a Christmas carol. Um, he kills a guy and says, I now have a gun. Ho, ho, ho. He's saving all the people, you know, from the terrorists at a Christmas party. It is a Christmas movie. Uh, uh John McClane uh, is a great everyman type of, uh, character. So I went diehard. I don't have to watch it at Christmas. Obviously, you can watch this action movie any time of the year, but I do consider it a Christmas movie, and I absolutely love it. It's probably my favorite of the series, followed by Part Four. How is it's, it a Christmas movie? Does it just take? Is it? He's going I to. Forget. He's going to meet his wife at her business Christmas party. Oh. The ending credits has a Christmas song in it. He kills a guy. And then puts a Santa hat on him and then says, I now have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Oh. So there's all the Christmas references in it. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I was just asking if you could remember. No, I mean, a lot of people are, I mean, a lot of people just argue that it's not. And they're like, well, Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas movie. He says it's a Bruce Willis movie. Okay. Of course, Bruce Willis has like one of the biggest fucking egos in Hollywood. Of course, he's going to say it's a Bruce Willis movie. But I just, oh, I boy. threw in Die Hard because I love it. Um, I needed another movie for my list. And I said, fuck it. No, Die Hard's obviously a Bruce Willis. I mean, a, a Christmas movie. Jesus. Yeah. Don't have time for that either. I Obviously, if you haven't seen Die Hard, then uh, what the fuck are you doing listening to this podcast? Get on that as soon as possible. Um, yeah. But whenever when someone says Die Hard, I automatically throw out um, Lethal Weapon, which was... It's even more of a Christmas movie. It was made two years before by m- one of my favorite directors, Dick Donner. Yep, who also uh, did uh, Scrooge. Yep. And The Omen and Superman and The Goonies mm-hmm. and everything else. It's absolutely amazing. 16 Blocks is a good one that a lot of people don't know about. Yep. Yep. So check out Lethal Weapon, too. Very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. And uh, amazing. You got anything left, Rachel? Um, This is my last one. The Santa Claus. The Tim Allen? Tim Allen? Yeah. Yep. Ooh, good choice. 
Why is that not? On, that's not on your list. No, not on mine. Are you sure? Are you done with your list? I have two more. Okay. Santa Claus, like Tim Allen. So we're off a little. Yeah. Yeah. This, that, that, is, that's, another, that's another great one. Uh, another independent movie, Santa mm-hmm. Claus, that Disney or and uh, like everyone else tried to fuck them while they were making this. It pisses me off. They didn't even want to make this movie. They kept cutting their budget. The, the reason Santa Claus exists is a fucking miracle. That that it's movie even came miracle. out. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. No, and, but and I, I binge watched all three of them last year, and I like all three of them too. The yeah. the second one's cute, but the third one with Martin Short as uh, is he Jack Frost? I think yeah, he is. Is a lot of fun. Sure. I, there's a huge downfall, though. You know, like the first one's so good, though. It's hard to yeah. top that one. Yeah, but that's with anything. You gotta make sequels mm-hmm. to something. The, the what's so fun about the first one is it's like half the movie. See, half the first one is him becoming Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun, you know, fish out of water stuff. Yeah. By the time the second and the third one, he's already you know. Okay. But I'm not trying to stomp on you. What do you like about it? Uh, well, Rich is going to go grab, check on the kid. Okay. I like about it is I like Tim Allen's performance of not wanting to believe it. Even after he's gone to the North Pole, he still doesn't believe any of this shit. Even when he's gaining the weight, he doesn't believe it. Um, and then I love the, 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 uh, the fat suit. The practical effects are really, really good. There's a lot of charm. Uh, Judge Reinhold is a likable dork in this. Usually I don't really care too much for him, but I like him in this one. The sweet ending. One of the few child actors, uh, I think it's Eric Lloyd is his name, that I do like. He's not overly cute, but he's cute enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very good. Wait, let me ask you. You don't like Judge Reinhold? Um, not. I don't hate him as an actor. I usually don't like the characters he plays, but sure, he's supposed sure. to be the asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah, but usually he's like a lovable dork, doofus. Uh, I, I'll give it like Fast Times. Yeah. What about remember, Beverly Hills Cop? Beverly Hills Cop, he's okay. But remember, I'm a Gremlins guy too. So the first oh. time I hear Reinhold, he's he's the asshole banker, Gerald. Yeah, mm-hmm. huge asshole. Okay. That's weird. I don't associate him with... I don't ever think of Gremlins when I think of Judge Reinhold. Yeah, I do. I think of everything else. All right. Well, her list is done, and I got two more since we both shared a Christmas story. The next one I will say is Batman Returns. Wow. There's a curveball. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever lists this as as one of their favorite Christmas movies, and I still say it is because it's Christmas throughout that whole movie. No matter what time jump we are, it's a Christmas um, movie. It's it's yeah. very Christmassy. Yeah, um, perfect cast. Tim Burton's you know perfect in this as a director. He's gothic enough, but not before you know it's before he's gone like overly like Willy Wonka crazy with his his visuals. Michael Keaton's still my favorite Batman. Michelle Pfeiffer is awesome. Danny DeVito is disgustingly good. Um, <laughs> Christopher, yeah, Christopher Walken is great. Yeah, shut the door for the theater. But um, yeah, Batman Returns is is 
And what's good about Batman Returns is, you know, you got the, the, the cool characters of, like, the, the circus gang. But a lot of those scenes, at least for me, is, like, which what, what makes a good director is, like, if the weather becomes a character. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do the right thing. You feel hot watching that movie during that heat wave. I think the way Tim Burton sh- uh, films Batman Returns, you feel cold. In all these things, especially when you're underground with the penguin. Yeah, I never thought about that before. That's totally true. Well, I mean, it's just him in his prime, top of his game. Mm -hmm. And I like how um, much darker it is. I mean, the first one's already dark enough. Yeah. But it's so grotesque. and Yeah, this is very nasty. Which is why I guess McDonald's took away a lot of advertising, I think. Because sure, they didn't sure. realize how sexual it was as well. Well, I think, um, I remember Tim Burton's always talking about in interviews how he hate that's one of the aspects of, like, Hollywood. That mm-hmm. he, you had to have meetings with McDonald's uh, toys before you made the movie. Yeah. Like, with the original one. So, I'm sure when he got the chance to, the, to make the second one, he was like, fuck mm-hmm. this. <laughs> yeah, because even like uh, when Catwoman uh, Michelle Pfeiffer dies, even now watching it, I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. this is a fucked yeah. up movie. Yeah. No, that's a great one. Um, yeah. I'm ending on a great note. Uh, I I do want to say honorable mention Muppets Christmas Carol, um, just because I'm a huge Muppets fan. Oh yeah. Uh, George C. Scott is great as Ebenezer Scrooge, but my final. My final pick on this list. Prancer. Prancer is good. <laughs> Prancer is good, but no, it's it's not Prancer. It's totally not Prancer. Starring uh, WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg, oh, Santa's Sleigh. Oh, really? I absolutely love this film because it's another one of those like Jack Frost, self-aware, dumb, fun Christmas movies. You got a big big muscle-bound Jewish wrestler playing Santa Claus. I love how Santa Claus was really the son of Satan, and because he lost a bet, that's why he's giving toys out for all to all these kids for like a thousand years. And now time is up, and he's just wreaking havoc. I love how he's defeated in a game of curling with an angel. Um, I love how the backstory is shown in like the... The Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer type of uh, stop-motion animation. Um, you can tell Bill Goldberg's having fun. I love, you know, all the puns. Like when Bill Goldberg gets hit, with, gets hit with, in the face with like a, a Christmas Carol book. He says, "Christmas scares the dickens out of you." Um, he goes to a strip club and says, "Ho ho hoes." And I think that I think I've read the stripper that he grabs, and you know, he does like the the you know the long kiss. He ended up marrying her. And he's still married to her to this day. He met her on set. Damn. Yeah, so they're married. And they have a son together. That's a good I kiss. Just, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun. You know, instead of reindeer, he's got that big ox that blows fire out of its snout. Um, the opening sequence when he kills James Kahn and Rebecca Gayhart and Chris Kattan and Fran Drescher. Um, it sets the tone for the movie. And it's just a lot of fucking fun. So the last one on my list is Santa Slay. I'm always wondering why they never made a sequel. I'm surprised they didn't either. It was so popular. 
he lives at the end. He gets away at the end. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, it's Bill Goldberg. He's got to look at the camera and yell, who's next? You know, that was his wrestling gimmick. They'll probably come out with another one. I wouldn't be against it. I really yeah. wouldn't be against it. I, 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 I love that movie. That's that's going to be the one Christmas movie I'm going to watch this year that I watch every year as well. I don't, I don't think anyone would watch. be against it. I, I, I don't need to watch Black Christmas 06. Um, but I will watch Gremlins and Santa Slays, the other one that I watch every year. You know, Shudder would should make a sequel for their streaming service. <sighs> because Netflix is a little too classy for that. Yeah. But I saw I, I've seen clips of what they, they did to the Critters series, so I don't know. Oh no, I don't mean um I'm talking ide- like in an ideal world. Oh just okay. just finance a movie. Of course it's gonna be a piece of shit like everything else they do. Um but they need to step up their game, obviously. Yeah. Like they uh, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, their originals didn't start off like gangbusters, you know what I mean? Right. Get your shit together, Jesus. That's the end of Rachel's list. Frenchie, you got anything to say before we close? Or anything to add? Yeah, anything to add? Yeah, uh, I've just really enjoyed listening to you guys. This has like, uh, been really awesome that I don't have to talk a lot. But mostly because I didn't want to just talk, uh, list a bunch of... I mean, 99% of my favorite Christmas movies are black and white and... Mm-hmm. They're from the 40s and 50s, and um, so this was great. But there's so many we can't, we don't have enough time to name. But you guys were, you're talking about Tim Burton. I was thinking about Nightmare Before Christmas, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. Someone said something like Trading Places. There's so many great movies that uh, take place, or we can never possibly list them all. Oh God, no. Um, no, but this is just fun. I would say watch, this is not like crazy or anything, but just watch the original Miracle on 34th Street. And the Alistair Sim oh, one? Oh, I've seen that one. Parts of it, anyway. I think it's uh, like maybe one of, like a perfect movie. It's an, like, it's, 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 Alistair Sim plays Scrooge, right? That one? Oh, no, I'm not talking about, um, you're talking about, that's a Christmas Carol. Oh, what did you say? I'm talking about Miracle on Miracle. 34th Street. Oh, okay. The one with Natalie Wood, right? As the yeah. girl? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. And it's one of the rare... You might guys might disagree with me on this. Because I don't try to be negative, especially Christmas stuff. But I love John Hughes. Mm-hmm. His version, I do not like. It's one of those things I tell people, don't watch it. Mm. The, Which one is... The, his, his has uh, the girl from Matilda in it. Oh, okay. As a little girl. And Richard Attenborough from Jurassic Park plays Santa. Okay. It's ridiculous. I hate it, but it's like one of the only ones I hate because, uh, you know, it's just like so cartoonish. But that's it. I really enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun. This was fun. Um, Well, I guess on that note, I'll say thanks to everybody for listening or watching and sticking through this this longer than normal episode. It was a a fun time. Um, We are going to take a two-week break. Um, the audio of this will be up the normal time. I'm not going to upload the video of this until Christmas Eve because on my YouTube channel, which I'll talk about in a second, I'm doing a 12 days of Christmas horror uh, gimmick where it's 12 uh, different horror movies that take place at Christmas, 12 different uh, discussion videos in 12 days. 
And I don't want this video to kind of get lost in the shuffle, so I'm going to upload the video of this on Christmas Eve, but the audio will be up at normal time. Um, with that gimmick, I've already uploaded, as of this recording, the original Black Christmas, which I, we've already said, you've already figured out that I don't like, but I'm also going to talk about Jack Frost 2, um, Rare Exports will be in there, and I'm diving into hopefully all five Silent Night, Deadly Nights. Um, I will talk about Santa's sleigh. Um, Frenzy told me about Christmas Evil that I'm going to try to watch. I'm trying I'm to try to get a hold of Krampus uh, with a, through a few others uh, sprinkled in there. But as I said, if you want to find me, you can find me and that uh, idea on Hey Internet Eric here. That's my YouTube channel. You can also Google the Facebook page and the Twitter page and the Instagram. Um, you can find this show. We have a backup channel. You just type in twobeardedlosers.com. takes you to the YouTube channel for this. Subscribe to that. And then in the About section, uh, it has all the different links to listen to us um, or follow us on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, Frenzy, when you're not dressing as Santa Claus just to get random women to sit on your lap and uh, go ho, 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 where can we find you? You know, I've thought about doing that before. But they don't pay enough. The mall Santas, it's just not... It's like, it's minimum wage. Um, you can find me at my name, Alexander Prince. And just wanted to throw out one more thing. I just thought of it. I had one thing in the back of my head. I didn't... I just pulled the Miracle 34th Street thing out of my ass just so I could name something different. But um, mm -hmm. I forgot that uh, you were talking about the Santa Claus and Ernest. And mm -hmm. I, I was meaning to say my favorite, well, I think the best Santa Claus in movie history is David Huddleston from Santa Claus the Movie. I was surprised you didn't bring that up because I the know how much you love that. Because well, John he's the big Lebowski, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's absolutely like the embodiment of maybe it's the Coca-Cola made up Santa Claus, whatever. But that motherfucker kills it in that movie. And you know, John Lithgow, I didn't, I, I didn't, um, I didn't have a list or anything, so I forgot to right. mention it, but I assumed you guys liked that one too. I, I really do enjoy it. Um, I'm, I haven't seen it in a long time, but it was a staple of my childhood because my mom was a big fan of that. She watched that every year. That and Prancer were her two go-to movies. Those are both great. Yeah. And they're both on Blu-ray, and they look amazing. Especially uh, Santa Claus. You should check it out if you haven't seen it on Blu-ray. Very nice. So with that, I will say thank you for watching and listening. And again, this was a lot of fun. Um Depending on when you listen or hear this, uh, I, I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, Crazy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, uh, all that jazz. Um, <laughs> um, this has been a fun 20 episodes, dude. Um, we are taking a two-week break. We will be, we'll, bleh, we will be back recording-wise January 2nd, um, and then audio will be uploaded whenever that Sunday is. But it's been a blast, dude. 20, 20 episodes. Um, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. And a little bit of a hint. Uh, Frenzy and I have already decided what we're talking about when we come back. It is once again her request of my friend Mel, who she was the, the wonderful person who told us to talk.
talk about Microwave Massacre. Um, oh, God. I'm just going to say we're going to go back over the rainbow, and I'll leave it at that. So with that, for Rachel and Frenzy, I will say hope everyone has a nice, safe holidays. Thanks for all the support, and um, we'll see you later, I guess. Bye-bye. Sure. Oh, we'll be back. We will. Mm-hmm.